Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to complete chapter 11 in the book of Mark with verses 27 through 33. This is the time of the Passover and the week in which Jesus will be crucified. He and the disciples have been entering Jerusalem each day and leaving each evening. And here in verse 27, we see they are again entering Jerusalem. On the previous visit, Jesus had rather violently cleared the temple, shocking everyone, and today the religious leaders question him about it. When Jesus had cleared the temple, he did so as one who had the authority to do so. And apparently, no other authority attempted at that time to either question him or stop him. Think about that. A man comes in and disturbs the temple functions in such a violent way, and nobody attempts to stop him interesting in itself. But now the scribes and Pharisees, having gathered themselves since Jesus's last visit, are wanting to know, by what authority did he do these things? And in his answer, Jesus again demonstrates that their authority was still not above his own. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Who Do You Think You Are? Let's jump into the challenge. Mark 11 Verse 27, they came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him and began saying to him, by what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do these things? Now, what things? Things like wrecking our fig tree and uh, turning over the tables in our temple. How dare you do that? Who do you think you are? Now, it was the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. That was almost certainly an official delegation sent by the governing group of the Jews known as the Sanhedrin. It may actually have included uh, the high priest Caiaphas or Annas, father and son, or at at least the, the captain of the temple, Because uh, to them, there was nothing more important than getting rid of Jesus. He'd had countless encounters with Pharisees especially, but Pharisees and Sadducees through the last three years. But now, it's showdown time. And since Jesus threatened the authority of the entire religious establishment, this coalition against Him brought together all the factions of Jewish leadership factions which normally couldn't even get along with each other. But there were Pharisees in this group. The Pharisees were the most legalistic one. They were the religious ultra-conservatives teaching a a works righteousness system of salvation. They controlled most of the attitudes of most of the people because they controlled uh, most of the training of most of the rabbis who served in most of the seminaries or uh, uh, synagogues. They hated Jesus because he exposed the hypocrisy of their religious merit badge systems of do's and don'ts. They just couldn't stand him. 
Then there was the, the Sadducees, theologically the other end of the spectrum from the Pharisees. This was the more aristocratic group. They were the ones who controlled the priesthood. They dominated the Sanhedrin, though they had to work with the Pharisees, which really irked them. They hated Jesus because He exposed their hypocrisy, a different kind of hypocrisy from the Pharisees, but hypocrisy nevertheless. Theirs was a system of elitism. They had a lack of faith in the Scriptures. They rejected all but the first five books, and then they twisted them. They were the ones behind the robber's den-style profiteering that was going on in the temple. Then there was the, the zealots. Those are the ones who wanted a political and military Messiah to lead a revolt against Rome. They were at the zenith of their hopeful expectations on the day of the triumphal entry. They're thinking, finally, we've got our man. Everybody's behind him. We can get out from under the yoke of, of Rome. But during this week, they're going to lose heart because Jesus just kept right on preaching, not about overthrowing a government, but about the salvation of souls, the needs of the heart to repent. They're going to turn on Him in the next couple of days. There's another group called the Herodians. We heard them mentioned earlier in Mark. Remember, they're the ones who were in league with the Romans, and they were uneasy about nearly everything that Jesus did and said because they didn't want to upset this delicate balance between Israel's quasi-autonomy and the dictatorship of, of Rome. But all those groups were united by their common hatred for Jesus. The one thing they all ever agreed upon was Jesus must be killed. That's a really cool thing for the spiritual leaders to be saying, right? Let's murder this innocent man. Why, he's guilty of, of, of healing thousands. Let's kill him. They, they understood he was claiming to be God, and they regarded that as blasphemy. They weren't about to examine the evidence. So they came to him, it says, as he was walking in the temple. Matthew says, as he was teaching. Rabbis often taught their disciples as they walked along, kind of a you know, meandering kind of, uh, of teaching ministry. Luke says he was teaching the people and preaching the gospel. The gospel aimed at Jews, inviting them to embrace the Messiah and His kingdom. From the very beginning, John the Baptist preached, repent for the kingdom of, uh, kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then Jesus preached, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They kept offering that right to the very end. The outer court of the temple, that gigantic area, is what Jesus had cleared of the money changers and the sellers of the animals. I highly suspect that all the money changers and all the rip-off artists selling sacrificial animals were still in business. They were probably just lining the streets right outside the temple because they didn't go away. Jesus didn't cleanse the temple in returning it to what it was supposed to be. He was just symbolically showing God's view of the temple. And it was all going to be destroyed. Not one stone left upon another. And that prophecy was fulfilled in A.D. 70. We'll get to that a little bit later in, um, in Mark. So on this day, Jesus has a little more room to 
walk around. Now that outer court is full of people who'd come to worship at the, at the time of the Passover. And Jesus carried on a number of conversations, probably many more than are recorded in the Bible. Exactly what he was teaching isn't revealed to us, but from what we've learned, you know it had to do with the kingdom of heaven. And you know he was preaching good news because Luke says that's what he was doing. So certainly he was calling people to repent and to believe in him. Now, something we do know is he was the most popular show in town. In Luke 19, 48, we read this about that day. All the people were hanging on to every word he said. He was captivating. And that infuriated the Jewish leaders all the more. Hence their demand. They come up to him right in front of everybody and say, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? I really believe they knew what Jesus would have said to that question. Why? Because they'd heard it. They'd had countless encounters with him. But it's just the, not that they didn't have the facts, it's that they refused to accept the answer to the question that they were asking. What they were saying, in essence, is, who do you think you are coming in here and acting like that? Now, understand, they're the ones who claimed to speak for God, and they're standing there arguing with God. Not a good place to be. All that Jesus did, He did with authority, with the authority of God. He did His Father's bidding. And he is God. But to get the full, under, uh, the full meaning of all this, you need to understand the mindset of the ones who confronted him. They had their system for training and recognizing rabbis, teachers, preach, uh, teachers and, and uh, uh, pro, um, all those guys that work in the, in the temple. Oh, yeah, what do we call them? Um, priests. Boy, Jim. Tough word. It's five words long, five letters long. They had their system, very rigorous system for bringing up those people. They were the ones in their own minds who could confer authority on someone. And only those who perpetuated the party line were ever granted the authority to teach. Jesus was not a member of that club. All the leaders of the Jews, especially those in the Sanhedrin, were reeling from what Jesus did the previous day in the temple. They regarded it as their temple, and they were in charge. So in their minds, them being the ultimate authority on religious matters, somebody symbolically rejecting them, showing that God is rejecting them, they believed that Jesus was guilty of blasphemy. Now, the key word here is authority. The word that's translated uh, authority, if you'll notice in English, if you want to slice off a couple of letters, it, it has the root author. The author of something is the initiator of it. The Greek word here that's translated authority actually has a form of the verb 
to be, a participle, so it would be like being, and it has a prefix that means out of or out from. So the idea is that authority comes out from the being, out from who this one is. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.